All right, Mots, we are back. Episode 133 of the Rank Trinks. You ready to go? Let's go. All right, buddy. Uh, checking in. We got a mailbag episode. Last week was a great interview with Dr. Steve Durant. A lot of great feedback on that. Uh, my phone's been ringing off the hook talking about him, and, and that was excellent. But what's been going on with you? Not too much. Uh, I was able to play a little golf with uh, Teddy Donato, former guest. Nice. Uh, his yeah. son Ryan just got uh, married last week, and he's been uh, kind of like buzzing around and doing uh, a bunch of stuff. We talked hockey and you know tried to scrape the ball around the course. It was a lot of fun. Couple lefties, right? Does he play lefty too? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, we ended up hog pressing. So it was uh, with Rick Cohen, who uh, is the uh, owner of the Cape Cod Whalers. And yeah, uh, on forever. Yeah. And uh, we ended up um, hog pressing on 18, crazy clown's mouth of a, yeah, a pin placement. And he uh, he banged in a, uh, a nice long 15 footer to, uh, to uh, squash the match. Because obviously, when you're hog pressing, you're down. Yeah, you're losing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I had to convince him uh, to uh, to get it going, and then um, you know we enjoyed Teddy Donuts uh, coming through in the clutch. Where were you, Mott? I know. I actually, I mean, I got a four as well as a par three, but it was like legitimately crazy. Like you put it up to the hole, and it would roll like you know fifteen feet back. It was nuts. right, right. But he made but, the uh, pressure putt. He made the first one. Uh yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then oh, it, the, the hole was a hula hoop for me. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly exactly uh oh that's that fun good, good 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 that's great yeah same uh same here where um you know not too much going on was in the rink a little bit which is exciting uh a little ccm shootout so was able to catch up with a couple of uh you know parents and stuff and i wanted to give a big shout out um to the canton u12 baseball game uh baseball team they're they're on the path to Williamsport. Uh, hopefully they make this. We're recording this before they play their series, but they're down in Bristol, Connecticut. Uh, they're on a, a magical run right now. I think they're playing Vermont in game one, and it's a best two out of three. There's four teams down there. Uh, it's basically like the the regionals, and whoever wins that would go to, to Williamsport. So really, really cool. Uh, these guys are great little athletes. Obviously, the team has a lot of hockey players, but particularly I coach. Sam Archibald, Michael Camerano, and Camden uh, Lions, which, you know, they're great kids. They're great hockey players. It's funny that they, they, they play – they all play D. Well, Michael's like, you know, a bit of a hybrid. He goes back and forth. But I hear they got great gloves in the field. I haven't been able to watch them play, but I'm hoping I can uh, I can catch up on some of the games. will will be televised, so pretty exciting times. That's awesome. Yeah, like we talk about being an athlete and – you know, a lot of kids, you know, it takes a little bit to, to play baseball because it's, you know, not as fast paced. But I, that's why I like the kind of like the difference between hockey and baseball. Lacrosse is very good, you know, transferable skill sets. But being able to process the game before the ball gets hit to you, you know, like mm -hmm. we talked about this a bit. And um, we, you know, the, I enjoy it because if you, the ball gets hit to you and you don't know what to do, that means you weren't paying attention, right. you know. So mm -hmm. uh, ultimately, these guys Taking are playing at a high corner. level. They're playing at a high level at this age group, and uh, wish them the best. And like, there's nothing better than the little, like, little league World Series. You know, like it's just pure of sport. I love it. 
I always watch. No, I love watching it and just to, you know, to know these kids um, that that are involved in it and great families. It's it's really, really cool. And just to be so close, right? So many Canton kids, obviously you work in Canton, uh, you know, the rink that we play out of is out of Canton. So it really is cool. And uh, they did some nice stories on the news and to see these little kids faces uh, on the TV, like Joanna, you know, I'm at work and Joanna's sending me pictures like this, Cam, this, like this, Sam, all these kids. It's hilarious. Like, you know, little 12, 13, you know, they're all yeah, 12 years old. Right. Um, the fact that they're doing it is, is, you know, some of them may still be 11 actually. So really, really cool. Uh, and Hey, like you said, multi-sport athletes, I love the baseball cause it is a transition. It's, you know, the, I think the hottest thing is getting through those T-ball age groups. Cause once they hit like that 10, 11, 12 years old for the most part, especially the summer ball and everything, it's pretty legit. Like those games, yeah. you go watch them. Like, I mean, this game, these games that will be on TV, they'll be an hour and a half. They get the pitches are all dialed in. It'll be pretty legit. Yeah, the, it's not like snowball fights, you know, just like throwing right. a ball around and. But just but when, the, the, the the human walkathon. Yeah, you know, when like it's when clean ball. To, like to your point, yeah. when they stop playing clean ball, it's it's enjoyable to watch, and the kids are into it, and you see some uh, some pretty talented players at young ages. Uh, it's pretty pretty neat to see. Exactly. Kids going yard over, you know, 210 foot fence. But imagine getting a Williamsport as a young kid. Like that would have been. I've never been. No, I've never been. I've, you know, when Ryan was going through, like, we were like, hey, you know, maybe take a trip and like just take it in. But, um, you know, you know, sitting on the couch and watching is just as good, I think. (laughs) (laughs) A hell of a lot cheaper. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, deprived childhood that 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 you gave the kid. Obviously, <laughs> well, he should have earned it. He should have earned it to get there. But I remember my my cousins were pretty, you know, really good baseball players down in Florida, and I remember going and watching. Like those guys are playing year round to get out of those southern states. Like you want to talk about grinding, but they had a couple, um, a couple really really good runs with their teams, and um, and never actually made it. And these kids were like. I mean, they had kids that a legit major league is playing on their uh, their their twelve year old baseball team. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah and I mean, as far as those southern states, and you know, like you said, and you're playing year round, it's gives them such an advantage. But so when you see like a northern team, or especially a local team, you know, it's guys that you know, like you know, you root for them, and you're you're pulling for the underdog in some some cases, you know, right. And we've seen some New England teams go up there and do some uh, some damage in the past, right? I can remember like Peabody Worcester. and Worcester, uh, teams from down the Cape. What was it? Uh, obviously, the you know Chris Drury and those guys, right? And and uh, Connecticut and New Jersey. Like you see some of those different teams that that do really well. Yeah, no, it's fun. Yeah. Like, like I said, pure sport. Um, when you see these young kids competing at a, a very high level, and everything's on the line, and they're doing it for the right right reasons and the emotion and you know it's it, it's it's pretty neat to see. Yeah. Well, hopefully these kids went right down the street and stocked up on some green batting gloves from Franklin Sports, which is uh, the official street hockey partner of the National Hockey League. Check out their line of official NHL street hockey games and training equipment at franklinsports.com today. Obviously, like I said, I, I hope that the boys you know turned in their street hockey stuff and grabbed some franklin batting gloves right yeah the batting gloves are are money you know you go on that website you can customize them and oh yeah um you know like like we talk about the swag for 
uh, in the gear for hockey, but you know, it's very similar for, for baseball. You know, there's like sliding gloves and yeah. you know, <laughs> the batting gloves, you know, matching the, the top. Yeah, a little bit, right? But uh, the kids love it and eat it up. So make sure you check out franklinsports.com today to uh, check out your backyard games, street hockey equipment, uh, you know, you name it. They have everything on there uh, and your batting gloves if you want to customize. Absolutely. Maybe you for your softball uh, team too. You never know. That's kind of you know, that's kind of a tough look though. Softball no, it's terrible, but like I could, I could do it for the boys. I mean, I, I could grab a bunch of uh, that orange. Would be, yeah, that would be a nice gift, you know. It would. It would. We could try to set that up. That'd be a good look, but guys would be probably like, "Dude, yeah, I'm all set. We're too tough for that. We need, <laughs> no. little, we need scabs like, on our hands." Yeah, Vladdy Guerrero, <laughs> no batting gloves. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, just pine tar everywhere. All right, let's get into the mailbag here. First one. Uh, so my son is a first year bantam for a double A organization in Pennsylvania. He's on the smaller side with his size and weight. Something his coach likes to bring a lot. Um, being that my son is a defenseman, his teammates love him to death because he carries a bit of a mean streak and doesn't fear taking or giving contact and is first to stand up for someone else. He has the ability to play uh, offense, which I think is his coach's uh Want to add a bit more depth with scoring? My son is fully, uh, fully wanting to play D. At one, po- at what point should we start t- to factor size into his position play? Like that wasn't me reading crazy. That's kind of written a little bit crazy, no? Yeah, no, it's all right. You, you work through it. It's a little um, confusing. I would just say, you know, first year bantam. I would just say know, let's start getting chucking into the in checking. A comma to your questions. <laughs> Are you uh, calling out the? The, the grandma? Yeah, I'm, I'm like... You know, so, like, I mean... <laughs> so, is he a defenseman? No, so, yeah, he's a defenseman, undersized defenseman, plays some offense uh, from the back end. But, so, the question really is, you know, when, you know, size comes into play. You know, if he's undersized... But is he saying skate, the coach likes his... Coach likes, likes small defensemen? Okay. No, he likes okay. his game. Yeah, He has right. a little bit of a mean streak. So... As an undersized defenseman myself, I would say, you know, it's, and I talk to to players about this a lot. Like, you can't, as the game gets, say, bigger and, you know, more physical, you can't, it's an asset sometimes to be smaller, right? You know, you have like a lower center of gravity, but you can't get into these wrestling matches. So you kind of have like little man's disease. So, like, I I look at two examples. So, Tori Krug and Matt Grizzlick. All right. Mm-hmm. Tory Krug, you know, undersized defenseman, can move the puck, can run a power play. But he had like a little, say, little man's disease where like he would want to like, jam. yeah, he wanted to like get involved. Whereas Grizzlick would take just like a step with his skating and get in the way. So he's, he would always use his head to defend. So I think mm-hmm. as, you know, players get bigger and stronger and faster, if you're still an undersized defenseman, you have to be to the spot quicker and be in better position. That's it. Like once you start getting into these wrestling matches, you can get on the wrong side. And I lived it, you know, and I had great advice from my first pro coach and told me that he's like, you got to be lighter, leaner and get to the spot and use your head to defend. And I was like, that was, that was mm-hmm. some of the best advice I ever got. And this is something that I would, I would encourage 
uh, this player from Pennsylvania. Um, if you're going to be an undersized D, you have to use your head a little bit more to defend on the on the on the defensive side of the puck, and then offensively, you just kind of play your game. Right. Yeah, I think you really did just hit the nail on the head. If you look at the examples, I think this day and age, like you just gave two great ones. But now I look at a kid like Lane Hudson that's at at Boston yeah. University, and I mean, I was watching highlights of him at the uh, the World Juniors, like some of the things he can do. But you, he he's not the biggest guy. He's definitely you know he's not the fastest guy or anything, but he's the smartest player out there, right? So he can defend. He's obviously an offensive type puck moving defenseman. Um, you know, does that at some point for, for anybody, like I was the same way, right? Become a liability when you have a, a, a guy that's six foot five barreling down on you, ready to run you through the boards. Like, yeah, that's where you got to really be smart and not put yourself in those vulnerable positions. So um, I think, you know, that, Hey, if you're a little undersized, you can still play defense. I think there's a lot of really good examples. Like when we were growing up, Mott's like, Besides the Brian Rafalskis and, you know, Matthew Schneiders, like who else was like a smaller defenseman? Like there wasn't many. Everybody no, there else weren't. was like 6'2", 6'3", 6'4". You never yeah, saw a kid. You never saw a kid like, uh, you know. Or Greg Hoggood. Hoggood, Yeah. <laughs> But I'm Hoggy. talking that had like a a, a real a real really career. career. He was he. I mean, Greg Hoggard was a great player. Yeah. Um, Don Sweeney. Yeah, actually, Don Sweeney. Yeah. But it, yeah. like, like right now, I would I would say Adam Fox is a nice example as well. Yeah. You know, because he doesn't. He's not overly physical. He uses his head to defend. He kind of manages his time and space. Um, has a good stick. So that these yeah. are the things that, as an undersized D, like you, you need to be able to uh, have. The Hughes that's out in Vancouver isn't that you know, isn't that big of a guy, um, right? The 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 younger brother that's in Jersey's, um, he's he's taller at least it looks like. I've never met them, but yeah. Know. So I mean, elite skaters, you know. So like, right. you continue to work on your skating, and and it helps your. It would help you get to the spot quicker and position uh, yourself better. Um, you know, like Grizzly is is a smooth skater, good laterally. He gets in oh, yeah, in awesome. the way versus just stopping a play. You know what I mean? Right. So, Look I at think the that, that, that's pretty Cliff, good advice. Cliffy Hockey, Cliffy Hockey came out of nowhere. Uh, yeah, he, he has. He's yeah, another. Cliffy he's got Hockey. some jam to him too. He does. Yeah, Connor Clifton. What did he just sign three years in Buffalo? Like, yeah, you know, nice little bump. He's like up around three million a year. Not yeah, too shabby no, he, for you know. He where did he go? Quinnipiac, right? Yep, yep. Yeah. And he didn't get signed uh, by the team that drafted him, and then he, uh, you know, he really found his game and you know played a, a nice role for the the Bruins for a long time. But like he earned everything that he got. So and hundred you know, percent, he did have a little jam, a little bit more jam than uh, some of the guys that we were just talking about. All right. No, it's good. Good answer. All right. Mark. And get the next one here. Um, my son is a tier two, 12 double A kid on a team that won the division last year. Four players moved up to tier one, and there will be a big change in the team this year with the same coach. The coach told me he's on the bubble, even with two open forward spots, and there are 10 good kids fighting to come take those two spots, plus boot the third line, which my son was on. He's not as fast as the other kids, but he's great around the net and can catch a pass, pass accurately, 
and the coach says he has puck luck. If he does make the team, he'll be third line again, and with this being a really important year for development, this is the last season before checking. Do I move him to another organization where a coach really wants him and he can get more playing time or keep him on a supposedly better team at a higher level even if he's getting as much um, not getting as much game time? What do you think about that? That's tough. It's a tough age group. Um, I would stay, stay there. You've been with the program for a few years. Obviously, it seems like a pretty good team where he's going to be getting good development and good practices. Um, you know, hopefully the coach that, again, like the tier two, 12, double A, like hopefully the coach is doing the right thing here and playing all these kids as much as possible. Yeah, maybe he's on the third line. Maybe he's they're starting to introduce some power play and some penalty kill. Maybe he's not getting as much of that. But if he's a, a kid that, you know, from what I read here, has some some pretty nice hockey sense and, you know, a kid that goes to the net hard. And, and, you know, some kids can just score goals. Like they might not look like the, you know, that's what your coach means by that puck luck. Like, you know, we much you can give 100 examples, but I played with different guys, right? It's like, I don't know how, but they just – always found the back of the net. Like they weren't the prettiest skater or they weren't mm-hmm. the best player, but they just, you know, and then you see a guy that, that, that was flying around that looks like the best player you've ever seen. And, and, you know, after five games, he's got zeros across the board. Right. And and this other guy's got, you know, four goals and an assist or, or one and four. Right. So um, it seems like he's in a pretty good spot developmentally. Um, you know, even if he is on the, on the bottom tier of that team, I would stay the course right now unless you, you know, unless you get cut and you have to move them. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I, yeah, d- definitely just stay the course. And if, you know, there's a little, it's it's good to have a little competition, right? Mm-hmm. You know, for a spot. And, you know, sometimes coaches make decisions that, you know, might not agree with you. But if the situation is kind of like how, how it has been, you know, third line on a good team, and kind of like just around the puck, the puck follows them. Like, you know, you get into the net and making some good, good plays, good passing. Like that, I that's the one thing that I jumped out at me. Like, passing has kind of been like an undervalued skill set for kids, and everyone, they're all capable of it. It's just taking that focus and and you know applying it to the execution. And if he's doing it consistently, that's gonna definitely translate as they they keep going, right? But right. You know, it just sounds like he has a, a nice little uh, kind of a niche knack for the net, uh, around the net, um, you know, kind of processes processes the game pretty well. So if you can continue to stay there, then then do it. But like you said, um, if you get cut, then you got to kind of move on and, and, and figure it out. But I, I would say, uh, you know, stay the course and continue to, to, to play on that quality team in, in like a third-line role. And compete compete and work you know work Work your your way way up up the lineup yep um all right this next one bear with me here this is a a long one i'll try to summarize Um, it says long story short at one point but it keeps going (laughs) (laughs) long story story long exactly (laughs) uh last season he my son was nine years old uh played travel hockey on the tier two square day level with mostly first year sports other nine-year-olds um, the team had a great season and won the championship for their level. While my son wasn't one of the top players, he was not overmatched. Fast forward to the tier two square double A, next level up. Um, this guy acts like we don't know anything about hockey and levels and, and how they go up. Uh, Trouts has passed, uh, 
this past spring where the expectation based on the end of the season conversations with the coach who was also moving up with the other group was that the group of nine-year-olds would all continue to play together and keep developing as well as having fun um, as it really is a good group and everyone gets along, including the parents. Plus they want a championship. All right. Uh, long, long story, story longer, long. it should say. Um, my son was the only nine-year-old from the group who didn't get selected to move up and he is playing on the same squared A level as last season. The coach recruited several of the nine-year-old kids from outside the program to replace the 10-year-olds who went up to Pee Wee's, and one of the kids who was already in the program moved up, and I felt my son was better than But his father is an assistant coach. And speaking with the coach, who uh, has known my son for almost two years, uh, Jesus Christ, he's listening off when he coached him, uh, he said he felt my son would develop better playing another season at the A level. Regardless of whether I agree with that or not, the problem I'm facing now is my son is dejected because he was the only one not moving up and he is now playing with younger players. I've tried to be positive about the situation, but heading into a new season in a few weeks, his interest level has been down and I want to see if you had any advice for me. I think he will still play. He's the type of kid who wants to do whatever sport. He loves baseball, but I don't want to force it. Um, at the same time, the financial commitment, tough spot for me. But um, okay. Anything else that, that is relevant? Because this thing keeps going. No, so to single him out when he can play at squirt double A level where he's a, uh, as a parent, have to manage it. And has no second thought of further communication and disappointment. So uh, the whole point is he, his kid didn't move up. Yeah. Uh, wasn't the best player on the team, a top player, there's, but it there's wasn't three overmatched. more paragraphs here. I know. Yeah. So <laughs> I would, I mean, it, the, but I, I, it, it, it's all kind of re- repeating himself. Yeah. So what, what do you uh, think? I, I, I'm just, I, I'm kind of like lost at like, you know, just because, so, you know, he, he right. didn't get called up, uh, pulled up, but usually it's, you know, you go when you're eight, when you age out, right? So, like, some of these kids are moving up before they age out of that. Yeah, I don't you know. That, that, that does seem confusing, even some of the ages. Um, but let's just say it's a situation where he's the only kid that when they moved up a level, they, he didn't make the, the team that the other kids made. Um, yeah. My advice for this, and, and it drives me completely insane, is – Trust the coaches. Like, we're so concerned. You know, it, he does say later on in this that the coach is a young kid. He couldn't find one more spot for him. Like, no, there's there's only a certain amount of teams, uh, players on the team. They went out. They got more players. And he didn't make it. He told you that the best position um, that he sees in, in is to stay down. And that's where he's going to continue. That's where he's going to develop the best. So trust what the coach says. Uh, I can, I know it can be a little disheartening for your son to, you know, not be the only kid that made it. But again, why do we play hockey? What, what did Steve Durant say and things like that? Like, this is about the life lessons, all right? Motivate. This should be motivating. And you know what? If he doesn't want to do it and that's how he's going to handle it, then, you know, unfortunately, it is what it is in my eyes. You know what I mean? But if it were my kid in those shoes and the coach came to me and said, you know what? he's um, nine years old, I think that his the best way for him to improve is be one of the better players on the mm-hmm. second team. Um, 
you know, I know it's difficult. I know it's tough for your son, but I would flip it on my boy. And I would say, listen, we have a great opportunity here. This is where coach wants you to be. He thinks this is where you're going to get, you're going to get better. I would do everything in my power. I'd have him out in the backyard every day, shooting pucks. I'd bring him to friggin' every stick handling clinic, skating clinic. Like I would use it as, as a motivator and say like, let's go, like, let's prove these guys what's wrong. Like you just learned your first life lesson that just because you were on the team last year does not mean you automatically get on the team the next year. This not, it's just not how the game works. So it's like, do you want to learn this lesson at nine or do you want to learn it when, when he gets to high school and doesn't make it, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So, I mean, that's my thoughts on it. Like first year peewees, I took my oldest. He was on the, 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 the top team all the way throughout. He was the only kid that I, and I moved him down to the tier one team, same program, same rank. So we moved down a level. It was the best thing for him. We made, he made, he still had buddies on, on, on the top team. He made new friends with the younger team, uh, not, not the younger team, the, the other team, his age. Uh, I helped coach with that group. It was a great group of guys. He played more, he developed more and he's playing high school hockey more. Like he didn't, he, he never looked at it as like a poor me, you know, I don't want to do this type of thing because I wouldn't let him. Mm-hmm. No, I, th- I think that's really good. Um, yeah, just getting like you, we we talk about dominating a level, right? This is an opportunity to be the best player, um, if you choose to. You know, you have to be in the right mindset to like, you know, hey, you know what? This is this is more of an opportunity versus like, oh, poor me, right? And um, you know, you you lived it. And I'm I'm glad that you mentioned that you know, with um with Bry, young Bry, right. and you know, there's positives that come out of it. You know, at nine years old. You know the world's caving in because you you know you're not making that team or you're not moving up, but uh, in the long run it's going to be really good for him. Yeah, if exactly. if, if he takes to it, right? And you right. Know, if it he comes from the parents in, right? too, yeah. Because we know, like it is, it's a big financial commitment. Like we get that and everything. And you know what? Like they get into the age. All right, like hey, if you don't want to do this, you know what I mean? Like prior to the season, then all right, like. Grab a basketball and some sneakers, kid. Like you're nine, you can stop playing that. You know what I mean? You're not going to sit on the ho- on, on the couch. You said he's a he's an athlete and loves to play, but you know, I give him the option. All right, you, mm-hmm. you don't want to play hockey anymore. All right, no big deal. All right, here's a here's a Spalding basketball and a pair of uh, Air Jordans. You know, <laughs> right? uh, yeah, no, Dude, I, it's I think crazy. I, yeah, I think you did a good job at kind of like. You know, relating to it, number one, you know, because there is there's a you know opportunities to kind of go the other way and just be sour, right? So yeah, you, you just take it as you know what's in front of you and make the best of it, and I think it will help in the long run uh, on the developmental uh, side. So definitely. definitely. All right, I get the next uh, one here. What kind of stick do you recommend during the quote unquote bean pole years? My 09 son needs a 70 flex for his height, but needs a 55 to 60 flex for his strength and weight. Better to get the right length and uh, wait for the strength to come. The lower flex, but too short a stick. This is a question. Uh, somewhere in the middle, so it's uh, too short and too stiff. Thanks in advance for your input. Love the pod. And that's from Beezer in Cleveland. Thanks for the checking bees. in, Beezer. Bees. The bee's knees. Um, <laughs> you're pretty good at the uh, at the sticks and flex and stuff like that. I, I mean, when I was growing up, and my, Keith and I were talking about this the other day. 
My father used to get like three dozen st- Christian brother sticks for his high school team, and he would give out, you know, each kid got a stick or two, or if you were a pretty good player, maybe you got a couple extras. Um, but they were old school adult sticks, mm-hmm. and we cut them down, and mm-hmm. that's what we used. Make them, you stiff know what up. I mean? <laughs> like it was like a, it was basically like a, a you know, one ten. It was about a one sixty. Um, yeah. you know, after you cut it down, it was a wooden stick. It, you know, and I get it. The curves are a little bit different now. You know, there's more of like that, that toe to middle kind of release, right? We're, we're using those things and they're, they are learning to use the flex of the stick a little bit more. Um, but I would say, uh, I mean, I don't know. I would probably go with the, the, if it were me, honestly, I would I would get them both and say which one feels more comfortable. Yeah, I mean, it, it comes a time. So you have an 09, right? They should yeah. be using the, you know, the technology and the whip of the stick um, effectively, right? But if yeah. you don't have enough strength to lean on a, you know, 70, you, I, you know, and like he kind of told, you kind of like worked through this, but like, Go as as flat, you know, more flex, um, because n- number one, like I didn't do this, you know. Obviously, like I had like a one ten like metal like pole, like, like right. I, it just was, it was just different, right? But yeah. you see these guys, you see, you know, like how Bradad and you know he shoots and like that whip of the stick, and like if you can master that at a younger age, mm. it's very you know, effective to be able to have the, the quick release and be able to shoot it. Like Brett Hall had, you know, back in, in the day had a very whippy stick and that was like unheard of, yeah. um, you know, cause everyone was just like bigger, stronger, like just, but he had like the technique and the timing and used that the technology when it came out. Yeah. Right. Um, so he was like one of the first ones that, that, you know, had that like whippy flex. Um, there's like benefits to it, like, you know, shooting the puck. So if he's a forward, like, you know, you have a quicker release and whatnot, but also like passing, like you have to get used to it. Like you kind of right. lean on it and like things going to take off. Right. Yeah. So I, I mean, I would just say, you know, according to the bean pole, you know, you know I would go to the 55, 60 and like you said, like if it's too whippy, then, you know, like you work through it. Like you got to, you know, it's like trial and error a little bit and he's well, going to get stronger. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But when you cut it right. down, definitely the 55, 60 would become a 70, you know, like, right. and like some of those sticks do have that little, little gauge on there. Like if you cut it here, it turns into this. I think, I, they I think all that's pretty now. cool. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty they cool to see. Um, but, but yeah, I think that when you cut them down, they get stiffer. Yes. Oh, for sure. Right. But like, yeah, right. those, yeah. there's like a little chart on the stick where like, if you cut it yes. here, it turns into like a, a set, a, you know, 65 and then here it's seven. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. Um, so yeah, um, just play around with it. Well, I'll tell you one thing right now. 603-912-5970. It's a great question for TSR hockey. If you want to give them a buzz. Absolutely. Um, because those guys are the true professionals. They know everything it is about about sticks and skates and gloves, helmets, you you name it. Um, you know, we can kind of fake it a little bit and talk about what our kids use and mm-hmm. what we used growing up and things like that. 
Uh, but these guys really do that. They're, they're unbelievable. And you can go right up to the store in, in, in Salem, New Hampshire and shoot with the sticks. That's one of the best spots about Good buying, uh, buying twigs up there. So, uh, and they'll actually sit there and, and, and Brennan and the guys in the store will watch you uh, shoot. So, you know, that's obviously you're, you're in Cleveland right now, Beezer. So that's going to be difficult, but uh, I wouldn't hesitate to reach out to these guys because they will give you a, a, an honest answer. And especially like, in what they have dealt with in the past because they deal with so many people in the store. So give them a call. Like I said, TSR Hockey, 603-912-5970. You can visit the website, tsrhockey.com, for all your shopping needs. And uh, make sure when you call, tell them the Rink Shrink sent you. Uh, Obviously, they got the team apparel. They have everything. So our guys at TSR Hockey are great. Mott, I know you you caught up with Mike this week, didn't you? I did, yeah. And we – had a, a quick chat. It was uh, at a service of, um, you know, one of our, our buddies, uh, his his mom passed, uh, you know, mm-hmm. my son's uh, coach at there. So Dave Heimovitz, yep. his mom passed, Gail. And, um, you know, it was, you know, kind of a, a tough, you know, thing to kind of sit through and, and hear. But it was beautiful, too, you know, like the, those three boys and how much he uh, impacted them and but I was able to catch up with Mike. He's a great guy. Uh, he's dealt with Dave uh, through the Eagles program, and uh, mm-hmm. just a, a, a just a very uh, nice uh, nice event to uh, see a lot of good people. And it's just a testament of how uh, wonderful Gail Hamovitz was. But yeah, I did catch up with Mike, and we chatted, um, you know, rink shrink stuff, and you know, they're they're more than happy to uh, take care of your visa. So make sure you give them a, a shout uh, on the on the telephone. At 603-912-5970. Perfect. I'm glad you mentioned that with uh, about Haimo's mom passing. I, uh, I sent him a message. I found out a little bit late, um, but uh, I'm glad you were able to attend and, and you know, in the Rink Shrink's presence. Yeah, I know. It's, it, I've known Haimo since I was about six years old. He's a, a wonderful guy. He's one of the reasons why I went to BC. I didn't get a chance to play with him, but now he's, uh, he's coaching at there and, um, you know, Ryan really uh, respects and appreciates his approach to the game, and he's just a great person in shaping uh, those guys into uh, young, good young men, good hockey guys, and good young men. So that's what it it's all from about. His, yeah, comes, comes from, from his, his mom. mom and dad. Right? Yep. Yeah. So it's it really, really cool to see how you know Dave is number one, and like hearing all these great stories about his mom, Gail. Oh, that's awesome. Awesome. Um, all right. Well, let's get into the next one. Hi, in my organization, there are enough squirts for three teams. Our organization has not had these numbers before. Um, some coaches want to have two teams, a B and a C, with 15 skaters not team, not traveling at all. The reasoning is that they believe the B team is not good enough to play other A teams, but still want to play both A and B teams. Other coaches want an A, B, and a C team so that the other skaters get more time to develop. What are your thoughts? Thank you for your time, and I enjoy listening. What do you um, think about that? I mean, it's it's just like a like I say a town team that has great numbers at this age group. Um, I would I would say have A, B, and C so like the, the kids 100%. can all develop, and and you you know then you can you're going to see like some real improvement from some of these kids, whether it be the C or the B, you know, levels and same with the A. Like, I mean, it's, it's kind of a very 
impressionable time for these kids' development. Uh, so I, I would say, yeah, A, B, and C, let everyone play. And, um, you know, then you can kind of like customize maybe some games, you know, like according to, you know, the, uh, the, the, the talent level at each group. Um, I, I think that's, that would be the way to go. Like more involvement's better. And think about the 15 skaters that aren't going to be traveling at home. What are you going to yeah. tell them? Like they're squirts. Right. No, like these coaches no. that, 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 that's a, you, you might take some lickings at, at A, B, and C, but now you're developing, call it 45 players instead of just the 30 that, you know, are playing in the B and the C game, right? So there's 15 yeah. more kids. Um, I, I think that's, that's, that's one of the wilder things I've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, they I even know. have that conversation. I know. I like, can't. Yeah, we're just going to have a B and a C team and 15 <laughs> kids are going to get healthy scratched. Yeah, up in the stands, but we're a suit because, because you know. the A team might might lose some games. Like, hey, how about make them better and and coach them up and you know shoot for being whatever, shoot for that first win of the season, then go from there. Uh, you got to no, go I, A, B, and C. It's wild, yeah, wild. Yeah, I, I think there's no no other answer. But it's kind of cool that they have the um, participation for three teams, though. That's like it's good. It's a good problem to have, and I think that you have to be able to um, accommodate all the kids that want to play and, and keep it keep it going. You know, right. keep them involved. You never know where a C kid could could end up. You know, in a couple of years with the right coaching, the right attitude, and so you know, A, B, and C is the way to go. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. It 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 really is. Um, oh, I was talking. Um, so I had to skate there seven to nine in the morning and this, you know, you know, a couple kids are just, you know, talking about their skates being sharpened and all this. And then yesterday I was on the ice and uh, the girl I was going with, uh, she, you know, running some, some skating through, uh, she fell mm-hmm. down a couple of times and I'm like, oh, I, I could have grabbed your skates and brought it to my husband, throw them on the Sparks machine. She was like, right. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about getting one. I'm like, you got to get it and use the code BY Mots. But, you know, the Sparks at home or on the road skate shopping machine, head on over to sparkshockey.com. And I told her, I'm like, you got to go on sparkshockey.com and use BY Moss for 50 bucks off. And she Dude. was like, all right. You know, Unbelievable. Was pretty, yeah, no, she was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've been thinking about him. And then she's she's going to college next year. So she's going to have like a trainer and all that stuff. But um, she's like, I think I, I do need it for uh, when I come home. So when you, because honestly, when, when, college players and pros and stuff when they come home they bring mm-hmm. their stuff to some different pro shops i, I don't want to name any names mm-hmm. and they're like oh my god my skates just got butchered uh, <laughs> because they're not used but if you had the sparks like you'd be all set because they do it perfect every single time so uh no brainer and Mots, i got the uh, the hold the line game coming up at, you know a few weeks and we'll, we'll put some stuff out but that's always been a really nicely attended event at um at at uh, the Thera Academy rank, Nick Taziopoulos and that crew do a really good job with the pros and the police officers that come in and play. Um, so I'm going to have to yeah, get that's some That's going to be August in. 22nd. August Tuesday. 22nd, dude. It's a I get, I'll be behind the bench. I mean, like, even be. if I didn't, don't get asked, I'll still be there. Yeah, yeah just show up. No, <laughs> I, I talked to Taz. Um, I'm like, dude, Mots is behind the bench, right? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> he knows. He knows. Like, So we're a package deal, but... Uh, 
I got to get a couple skate. Like I might have to come down and skate with you and these pro guys. Oh no, seriously, you get on but the imagine ice. Imagine me like hum- humping it down there right now with these like young kids that have been skating all summer. I jumped into a few drills the other day, and you know, mm, I was like, "Are we at sore. elevation?" Holy cow! I was like, <laughs> "We at elevation." <laughs> I thought we were in Is like this Colorado. Colorado. <laughs> yeah. No, I just did like one down and back. I was like, <laughs> "Wheezing." But um, in, yeah, summer shape though. Yeah, it's, yeah, uh, it's no. If you want to hop on, um, more than happy to have you out there. Run you through I'm, some I'm, drills. I'm really gonna. I'm really thinking about it, and really gonna have to. So, um, looking forward to that. And obviously, you know, the skates will be buzzed up with with um, my Sparks machine right here down the basement. So, we love it. Uh, it's a great product, and uh, everybody that uses it always gives us great feedback. So that's one of the best things about it. Um, all right, Mots, we have the My Hockey Rankings question of the week, myhockeyrankings.com. Look forward to your rankings coming out for next season. Soon enough, we're going to catch up with Neil and Ian soon, mm-hmm. have them on right at the start of the season so you guys can find out a little bit more information. But here's the question, um, and this is definitely not directed to me and you, but <laughs> or it's not about me and you, but why are hockey players such good golfers? <coughs> good one for the My Hockey Rankings question of the week. Yeah, um, you know, some some hockey players are good golfers. Um, you know, I put some time in. I'm not as good as some, but uh you might I think stop it's playing righty. Yeah, like I, I seriously think I'm a righty. But um I would say the weight transfer, the uh the eye hand, but the weight transfer, the 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 strength in the wrists, the forearms, the hands, you know, I I remember one guy when I was younger. It was like it's like a snapshot. Like he's like from here to here, like hip to hip, and it helped me like get through the ball. But you just mm-hmm. do it naturally. Like when you shoot pucks, you know, once you get like that, you know, technique down, uh, it's very similar. So like the transferable weight, you know, like the weight transfer, the the hands, the kind of snapping through the timing, very similar to like a, a snapshot. So I would say some guys take to it, you know, better than others, but it's very natural like the movement you know the golf swing and and like a slap shot slash uh snapshot so it's like repetitive motion but like you said it's that leg strength and stuff and if you think about the guys that are really really good the tj oshis um joe pavelski's Mm -hmm. you know the guys you see on tv uh, alex gillon he's he's really good um they're mentally tough guys Mm -hmm. like they're not like the, the best players in the world, but like, look what TGA Oshi did in uh, the Olympics. What was that in, in, in Sochi, right? Yep. Was that in Sochi? Like, no, like was, he, he, yeah, it was in Sochi. Yeah. The shootout. He took like 14 shootouts. Like, but it's like, he doesn't crumble on the big stage. Like mentally he can handle it. So when he makes a pat, uh, a bad uh, shot or misses a pot or stops one or whatever, he can recover so quickly where I think a lot of other athletes can't do that. Uh, Joe Pavelski, same way, right? So that's why you see him, and like Pavelski competes for that that the title in the um, the program every year with with you know the John Smoltz's and Tony Romo's mm-hmm. and um, but he Steph has great Curry, eye right? hand, like he he yeah, he, you know, unbelievable, pucks unbelievably. So great eye hand. That's that's like one skill set, but also like I like that you brought up the mental toughness. That's a huge part of golf. Like, why did Teddy Donato, why was he able to make that putt on that frog, that, 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 I was going to say frog press, 
uh, on that hog press on, on, you know, when you play with him the other day, he's a mentally strong, he's a professional. He's a competitor. competitor, Everyone competes like differently, but you know, hockey players have a grind factor that can translate to the, the golf course. I mean, like I'm that, in the woods. I'm at not least out of that's the, what you keep telling Andy. That's at least what you keep telling Andy for these member <laughs> exactly. guests that playing with him. <laughs> that's like, exactly oh, dude, I'll right. Be hey, I'll be back. Oh yeah, I, I'm I'm deep in the woods. Hey, I'm not out of this hole, guy. Yeah, you know? yeah. No, I'll find it. I'll I'll, I'll bring it back. But yeah. legit though, next thing you know, it's like, oh, dude, I just made a six for five, and and we have the hole. <laughs> yeah, you know? Exactly. Like so, that's that's the type of thing. It's like, what you? You were in a pond with no shoes on. Like, what are you <laughs> no. talking about? Um, but I think a lot of it is like the the transferable skills, like you said, the the the, the hand eye and the 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 strength, right? Naturally, they can pound the ball. But I think a lot of it is that that you know yeah. it's between the ears, right? Like, like a lot that, of these yeah. guys are a, a mental, um, they're mentally strong. They're used to competing at at a really high level. The big stage doesn't um, it doesn't phase them. And I'll tell you one thing, like watch, you know. I've played in in not as many member guests as you, but a lot of them, like, even if you're just sitting around and there's just you and your partner versus two other guys, like, that, making that putt on the 18th hole or, or whatever it is, is one of the, it's the most nervous I've ever been playing any type of sport. Yeah. You know and what I mean? I, like, I, like I, I'd rather go play at the Boston Garden right now. And, exactly. In front of 15,000 people because it's I, like, comes easier. Yeah, I, yeah. I said that all the time. I'm like, I would want the puck on my stick with 20,000 people in the stands trying to make a play mm. versus, you know, but like, that's what I I'd love to do. You know, stand, standing on the top of the umbrella right now at the garden with 20,000, right? Yeah, but like five foot putt that means something for like, I don't know, like 20 bucks or whatever. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like, right. Just, it, 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 I got that, that belly, you know, that, that yeah. kind of like, oh, this is awesome. And, and that's, kind of like neat about the sport right i mean because like you know no one can really master it some guys are like way better obviously but even the pros make mistakes it's a very difficult game to uh kind of master but um yeah i it's because we know what we're doing with the the puck you know versus right i don't know this thing could go right it could go left i don't know um yeah. so against but, somebody but i love keith, it um keith is saying that that clock MacArthur, remember him played in um mm-hmm. uh, but he played Buffalo. Buffalo. I know he played in Buffalo for a while. Um, yeah. A couple of other teams, but uh, Keith plays a lot of golf with him down in Florida. I guess he's phenomenal. That's Same time, but but like if you remember him as a player, like good hands, he compete. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he was at uh, Toronto uh, for a bit. Toronto, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Toronto, Buffalo. Um, but we we had a drill like it was like a, just a fifty fifty puck drill, and like we were going against each other quite a bit, and like. He is just like he just wouldn't want to be denied, right? So it was like a really good guy to go up against, because like you know, Macarthur was. Oh, you played yeah. with him in Toronto. No, I was okay. just training okay. camp, but I, you know, because I didn't make the team. But he was, uh, he was. Well, you were in you the know, same like, city. Yeah, we were in the same city. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I throw a little salt pepper on it. Yeah, yeah. I, I played in Toronto. Yeah, you know, yeah. The Mollies, Mo- yeah. and then you mumble <laughs> under your breath, Molly. Molly, yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of those different guys that 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 can that can really play. They, it, it's fun to watch. Did you speaking of which in that pro am? Did you see um, Pavelski was playing with Steph Curry when he made that hole in one? Oh and right, our boy Matt, yeah, yeah. Our boy Fornataro uh, from Torch Pro 
at my team and at UNH, he was right behind Curry as it went in, like high stepping down the um, thing. It was it was all over ESPN, you know, yeah. down the fairway. It was right by uh, all over ESPN. And everything it was unbelievable. That's so like, cool. He was more charged up. Like Curry's, uh, you know, dude was like having a cigar and a water or something out back, and and <laughs> like Fornataro, it looked like he was his caddy, but he was Pavelski's caddy. It's hilarious. <laughs> It's yeah, so that was funny. that was awesome. That was, it was that's cool to see. No, no, it is. It is. That was obviously a couple of weeks back, but that's a that's a really good tournament and see the athleticism on on those type of guys for sure. Um what else do we got? Anything? I, I think that pretty much wraps us up here. Nice little summer mailbag episode. Things are gonna be really picking up here. We'll be uh we'll be around the rink soon enough. Uh nice little mow the lawn episode, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Throw the headphones in. Get you know mow the lawn and and you know fifty minutes and and the ring shrinks are out of your ears you know the lawn's done the weeds are pulled yeah, and the ring shop. shrinks yeah and you're thinking about us while you're doing it or listening to us it's nice <laughs> that's good stuff I mean I, I mean I'm gonna be mowing the lawn here soon so I gotta give get you an update too. next week mm-hmm. yeah yeah let us know everybody's really looking forward to that yeah get get the lines nice and tight yeah. Everybody's looking forward to it. We, uh, we can't wait to see some photos. Uh, thanks again for the questions. Make sure you keep them coming in. Email rinkshrinks at gmail.com. Hit us up on the Instagram, um, the rinkshrinks, the Twitter, rinkshrinks, all that stuff. You, uh, we're on all the social media. Keep sending them in. Uh, to, you know, it makes the show go by and makes us uh, you know, have a lot of fun with some of these questions. There were some good ones this week. Dude, oh, my God, I forgot to mention this last week. I got so many texts about the angry hockey mom. Mm. Did anybody reach out to you about that? No. Remember the angry mom with the twins and she was just like, Oh, done? she was hilarious. No, I got a couple Dude. of texts being like that, that, that lady just, you know, went off. Like, but like she was just le- legit. Like talking yeah, no about filter. a straight shooter though. Huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shooting from the, Dude, she was, she was, great. was done. Yeah. Some future men's league is right. <laughs> yeah. like, she, <laughs> It was I want awesome. her to. I, was, I want her to write back in. I know, I know. It was a couple of weeks ago, but at the last mailbag episode, but I forgot to mention it last week because I got I got a few text messages from like, dude, that mailbag question was unbelievable. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I don't even know if it was a question. It was just more of a hockey hate rant. Yeah, a little rant. Oh, it was Love classic, it classic. Uh, all right, uh, great work, and um, thank you to the sponsors. Time to cue the ring shrink shuffle jersey. 